This is a 98FM podcast. You may have heard this today. It's a brand new scheme. It is called the Community Involvement Scheme. Kind of cute name, isn't it? But it is a scheme where cash-strapped communities are being asked from today to share the cost of fixing the potholes in our roads and even to carry out the work themselves. This isn't a joke, by the way. This is absolutely true. It was unveiled. The unusual scheme was launched today by Minister uh, Transport Minister of State, Alan Kelly. Now, under the new plans, some money is being made available by the government, but the rest will have to be paid for by road users. All right. So, in other words, you will either help by doing some of the work yourself, filling in potholes, or uh, helping with diggers or equipment, or helping with whatever it is they fill in potholes with. So what I'm asking you tonight is, is asking people to help pay and fix the roads. Is it fair or is it completely out of order? It's not a joke. It's absolutely true. Is it fair? Do you think, you know, if we're driving on dangerous roads, we can go out and fix them ourselves? Or is it completely out of order? 1850-22-9898. Give me a call on that. Or you can text in the show. Text me on 53981 if you want to leave your uh, your opinion. Now I'm joined by Conor Faulkner, Director of Consumer Affairs for AA Ireland. Connor, I'd say you're a busy man today, are you? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's never dull these days, apart from the weather. Um, this is quite bizarre, is it not? Yeah, well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, on the one hand, what, what the government have announced today is they're putting in place a fairly small scheme, uh, which they're calling a community resource of some sort. And essentially, this is to help people who are trying to do something to fix their own roads. But a point that we've made uh, is that you cannot mix this up or think this takes the place of proper road maintenance. Because everybody's initial reaction, I'm, I'm sure people contacting the show tonight will say the same certainly on our Twitter feed today and the people emailing the AA everybody's reaction was to say this is ridiculous, mm. we are paying a huge amount of road tax we're Absolutely, paying a vast yeah. amount of tax when we buy petrol that money is what needs to fix the roads and you know it, it seems absolutely absurd to say well if you do want your road to be fixed why don't you get together with your neighbours and fix it yourself so on that level it does sound ridiculous and actually I don't think it's appropriate in Dublin at all but to be fair and I was talking to the, um, uh, the uh, junior minister with responsibility for this Alan Kelly I was talking to him about it today yeah. and uh, to be fair what they have uh, the idea for is, is not as daft as it sounds. It's a fund of just over 10 million euro. And what they're saying is that they'll put that fund in place nationally through the local authorities. And if there are any organisations or or local people, mostly in rural counties, that want to get a specific road done up that is so minor that it's never going to get part of the main roads budget, well, then they can do something about it. The classic example of that might be, and indeed one of the ones that came up today, if you get a GAA club in Roscommon somewhere, and there's a little minor road running to the GAA pitch, and it serves maybe two or three houses at the top of the road, it doesn't get more than... uh, you know, a couple of dozen cars a week using it. And with the, the allocation for roads lower than it's ever been in a long time, there's no way there's ever going to be central funding around to do up that road. Well, now, if the local GAA club wants to contribute a few bob to it and the neighbours want to contribute as well and somebody in the town has a digger and they plan on doing it themselves, the government will now contribute up to 80% of the cost. But is, is this not, Connor? and I, I, I know uh, what Alan Kenny 
was saying today but is this not uh, for a start is it not a slippery slope if you pardon the pun that that it'll you know it, this is the start of it that it could eventually be implemented in other places now I know that roads are in a dreadful state, and if if you're if you're listening and and the road, you know that you travel on in and out to work. Uh, let me know where it is five three ninety eight one. But roads are in a terrible state. But is it not just a matter of time before they implement this all over the country? And surely even people using a little bohreen are paying their taxes too. Well, yeah, that's true, and uh, you know, very easy for me to make that point. And of course, we want to see more money spent on the roads, and the amount that is spent on the roads is is. It's only about half what it was four or five years ago. Uh, the budget for the maintenance of secondary and third level roads used to be about 700 million a year. They're only going to get 350 million this year. And that not alone means that they can't do the necessary work. It actually means that the road stock is deteriorating mm. year by year. It's literally crumbling away underneath us. And if they don't start spending that money, it becomes more expensive in the future. Like, do you, like, say, for example, if you've got a leak at the moment, right, yeah. you've got a leak in the house at the moment, and you've, you've, you've got, a, you know, you've got a, a, a bucket in your bedroom to catch the water from the drip, you don't say to yourself, well, listen, you know, fixing the roof is expensive, I'll leave that leak for a couple of years until I've got the money to fix it, because you know you won't have a roof in a couple of years, and the thing is going to cost you... 50 times more and and that's what we're doing at the road stock we, we, we are not even spending enough on basic maintenance to stop roads deteriorating is it, let is alone it, to improve them is it Connor as well I mean uh, where where I live and I travel home through Fairview and there's things dug up and lumps of tarmac put down and there's lumps and up the Malahide Road and it's dug up one weekend and then it's half filled in and then it's dug up the next weekend is there no joined up thinking um, with with roadworks because they're obviously costing money to dig up. Now I know there's there's you know the people have to have to work during the week so they have to fill it back in. But there doesn't seem to be any joined up thinking the way roadworks are done. Yeah, well it's probably better than it was ten years or so ago in Dublin City. But you're still right. I mean there's plenty of of examples like that that I can think of, and that's all coordinated by the local authorities. So it's uh, you know it's Dublin City Council or it's single depending on how far out you've gone, mm. and it's their job to. To make sure these things are, are, are done correctly. But you do see that right around the country. And, um, you know, for example, for a long time, they had their budget set year to, de- year, to year. So, yeah. you know, they would have to get the budget spent by the 31st of December. And what you would see as a classic pattern is that during the months of, of, of June, July and August, when the weather is at its best and the daylight is at its longest and they should be building like the clappers, nobody does anything because we all want holidays and sure, we better mind the pennies. And then in November and in the run-up to Christmas, when the weather is lousy and the roads are very busy anyway, there's a sudden splurge to get everything done and spent yeah. before the 31st of December. It's absolutely nuts, and that sort of thing will, will drive you mad. And there's plenty of other faults that you, can, uh, that you can point out. But the basic problem that we have, like in the country, is we actually have an incredible amount of road compared to almost anybody else in Europe. We've got three times as much road per capita as they have in the UK, for example. Really? And that's just a fact of Irish geography. So we are always going to have a situation, always, even if, even if the Celtic Tiger came back tomorrow and lasted another 10 years, yeah. we would still be in a situation where we just cannot offer a pristine road surface on the 97, 98,000 kilometres of road that we have to serve just over 4 million people. Can't be done. So in a context like that, if you have a, a small community in Tipperary or Roscommon or some such place where, you know, somebody might have um, 
whether it's a, a, a you know a couple of dairy farms that are served by one road and the co-op milk truck has to get up and down it, or or a GAA club on the outskirts of a rural village where there's a little bit of a road there, and the locals want to do it up themselves rather than wait for somebody from Dublin to come along and do it for them, and they're willing to do it themselves. To have a fund in place that will chip in for that is. To be fair, not something that you need necessarily be cynical about. But we shouldn't ever mistake that for proper road funding because it ain't the same thing. I I, I heard Alan Kenny saying, look, the money just isn't there. What happens? Somebody's after texting in. It's a very interesting question, actually, Mm. uh, Connor. Um, What happens if there's an accident on a road that the community have fixed up? Who's, yeah. resp- who's responsible for that? That's, a, that's actually a very pertinent question and a very important one. Um, and that is one of the reasons why uh, local authorities, for example, have been reluctant to allow this. But uh, I would imagine that what it would have to be is that the local authority would have to take the road in hand after it's done. Uh, so at that stage, the local authority would assume responsibility for it. And the answer, therefore, would be that it would be the responsibility of the local authority. It is in that sense precisely the same as if a builder is building a housing estate. Um, there reaches a point in time when that work is done, it's then handed over to the local authority and becomes their responsibility. But if, on the other hand, you know, you and me and a couple of the neighbours are, are involved in this scheme and we've decided that we're going to tarmac the road up to the football club and we're in the process of doing it and we've mini diggers there and piles of tarmac and a dirty big hole in the ground yeah. and somebody comes along and falls into it, well, then that is an interesting case. I mean, who, who actually is legally responsible for that? And, and if somebody gets if somebody gets absolutely if somebody gets run over while they are fixing one of the roads as well, who's responsible for that? Look, it's interesting. What about um, before I let you go, Connor? Because I know you've you've been talking all day. God love you. Um, if you bring it back to Dublin and the state mm. of the roads in some of the small estates, I mean, mm. a lot of the estates have been. Uh, partially finished uh, should people is, is there a kind of a civic duty and I'm asking putting that out to the, to the people listening as well 5391 is there, is there some kind of a civic duty that people should say alright to hell look you know even if we clear the weeds or do you think it, it, it will build a sense of community in people or, or, or what do you think well people do that anyway and you know I, I think it's an entirely good idea that the local authority or whoever it might be helps residents out if they want to sort of clean up and tidy up their estate and the local authorities to be fair in Dublin you know do regularly do that and that's fine um, but as I say never mistake this for proper road funding or proper community funding. We're all about to pay a property tax. There isn't a single person happy about that. We all pay hand over fist for road tax. There's nobody happy about that. The price of petrol is worse than it ever was before. Motorists collectively pay four and a half billion euro per annum into the exchequer. That is where the money comes from to do the proper and necessary work that needs to be done. Now, having the odd additional community scheme on the end of that that, uh, you know, sponsored by government or or part funded by government I think that's fine, but treat it like what it is. This is a small little peripheral thing on the edge to, to contribute towards funding for community-type schemes organised by local communities. It is not a replacement for a roads budget, and it would be ridiculous to pretend that it is. OK, for, for now, anyway. All right, Connor Fulton, Director of Consumer Affairs for AA Ireland. Thanks for talking to me, Connor. Thanks, indeed. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. OK, that's what we're talking about. Cash-strapped communities... <coughs> excuse me. Cash-strapped communities uh, are being asked from today to share the cost of fixing the potholes in their roads and even to carry out some of the work themselves. But is asking people to help pay and fix the roads, is it is it fair? Do you think it's a good idea or is it completely out of order? 1850-22-98-98. Give me a call on that or you can text me on 53981. Janet, how are you? Hi, 
Hi, how's it going? Uh, what do you think of this? Um, I suppose the the, uh, the obvious answer to your first question is that, that it's not fair. People are struggling to put food on their tables, let alone seriously concern about even having the time people are working, like both myself and my husband work, and it's exceptionally difficult to 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 do anything yeah. bar put food on the table and, and put diesel in your car to go to work, Absolutely. let alone to fix the potholes that you're paying your tax for and so on and so forth. But I suppose the major concern, irrespective of, of who's footing the money in the community, so let's say a millionaire walks in down the road and says, oh great, I'm going to fix all the roads in the estate for us um, and here's a million to do it. Who holds design responsibility for the safety of the road? I work in the construction industry and we have to enforce very, very stringent guidelines on the skid resistance on roads. If if you have somebody just coming along saying, great, um, I have a digger and I'll dig out that and, and I have a, a compactor, sure, someone go down the road and get some tar and I'll compact it in. You can't, you, can, you, you just can't do that. I, it, Irrespective it does of seem, what amount of money is there. Well, it, it, seems, it seems dangerous. Um, putting putting somebody on a country road who you know and and God bless them in their in their spirit and their uh, civic mindedness but who've decided to go out and fill a hole um it is absolutely dangerous uh, i i I don't yeah. know where they're coming from with this but you know uh, Connor Faulkner just said you know that this is only on the periphery but it, it, it's still, it's still, it's still irrespective. You have, let's say, for example, it's a small road down to a GA and it's only used by the community. So it's a cul-de-sac. So yeah. it's only used by the people going to the GA. Let's say you have kids that are cycling on that road. Yes. And one of them falls and, and an accident occurred um, a couple of weekends ago with, with a little girl in, in Roscommon and she cycled down a road and her brakes now, OK, I know it's, 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 it's a separate, but the brakes on her bike failed and she hit a wall and she's in Crumlin Hospital with nearly brain damage. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say a, a child skids or falls because the pothole, um, the edges of it is not sealed correctly and it breaks away with, with uh, freeze-thawing in, in the winter. Who's responsible for that design? Well, as Connor, Connor said, he, he said, you know, the council will, there's no central funding, so there is no money available, but the council will have to sign off on it, whatever council it is. What about, um, Janet, because you are in the construction industry, is there no joined-up thinking when there comes when it comes to roadworks and with with, no. with, the, with the lumps out of the roads? And I want people to comment on um, the state of the roads you drive on five three ninety eight one. Let me know where they are and any potholes you've seen. You've seen. Uh, I know I drive up around Belmain as well in in the morning time, and there are massive. It's like yeah. scarring all over the road where there's just lumps everywhere out of the road. Is it that yeah. there was cheap materials used? Is, is it just due to due to bad weather? What's happening? Okay, so there's a number of things happening there. Um, the, 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 I suppose your, your, your first point of is there no joined joined up thinking when it comes to different types of work that are carrying being carried out on a road. For example, the ESB will own their own services along the road and they hold the right to go along and dig them up and do what they want with them. Then you have the county council who owns the road and other services in it and BT and so on and so forth. So they can just come along and dig up the road 
as they wish. Okay. But what what a lot of the times happens is, especially around the city, is that you've got different county councils and different departments within county councils are responsible for different things, like ITS, lighting, and, and, and then obviously the road surface itself, and, and uh, you'll have traffic flow and traffic movements, and then you'll have certain departments wanting to to better the traffic safety. So irrespective of the road, they might want to to do a new diversion. But they're not thinking with the department maybe okay, who's so, sitting so all, three doors down for them. It's all it's who, all done separately. And what about the quality exactly. uh, what about the quality of, you know, when when they fill in potholes, Janet? A lot of that comes down to the enforcement of engineers on the contractors who are doing it. Okay. So you will see 99% of the times it's not the county councils who are doing it, it's different contractors. But also within uh, the city centre itself, the adequate time generally is not given for the proper compaction and they're open again the next morning. And, Absolutely, and, no, it's, it's appalling. You know, it's, it's appalling, it's, I know, yeah, I know. Listen, yeah. And then it's money wants to be saved where instead of resurfacing the road and, and let's combining so it's, it's kind of all of the factor, factors jumped in together Absolutely. instead of saying okay. okay from the start of this road to the end of that road we have to do 10 different bits of work let's wait till July and we'll all, we'll do, all it do, it do it together no, the I know. maintenance department will pay for the resurfacing and it'll be a nice fine road doesn't happen it's, it's, it's ridiculous absolutely not alright listen Janice great, great points good talking to you Okay, thanks a million. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks a million. Okay, um, is asking people, this is the brand new initiative launched today. The unusual scheme was launched by Minister Transport Minister of State, Alan Kenny. It's called the Community Involvement, Alan Kelly, should I say, sorry, the Community Involvement Scheme. And basically, Castro, uh, communities are going to be asked to pay for the maintenance of their own roads or do it yourself. It sounds mad. It's true. 53981 is the text number. What do you think about it? Do you think it's fair or is it completely out of order? Or 1850-22-9898. Brian, how are you? Good evening, Joan. Uh, thanks for hanging on. What do you think, Brian? Jane just described the situation like something out of a Pat Short film. Mm. You know, carry on paving or something. You know, no joint up thinking. Everybody does their own thing and nobody, nobody talks to each other. It seems to be that way. I don't know whether whether it's that way over around the rest of Europe, but we seem to have an awful lot of patching going on, a lot of digging up and filling in. But I don't know. I'm not an engineer, but uh, Janet is, and she works for a massive construction company. Is it fair if the roads are in bits? I mean, they're gonna. It's gonna take uh, the back end out of our car, or the or the engine out of our car, driving over potholes. I know that. Um, but is it fair, maybe, that people get involved and try to fix the roads, or is it is it completely bang out of order? Well, two different people now have pointed at all the pitfalls. As you say, there's a question of liability. There's a question of public safety. Uh, and as someone said, pe- people don't have the money to spare for their essentials, like their their food and their, their utilities. Uh, unless we go down the American line where the local hamburger place sponsors a sign, uh, sponsors a part of the road, and you have these signs up, you know, the next mile of this road has been sponsored by you know, whatever oh, the Lord. local burger company we, is. We have, we, have enough dodgy, we have enough dodgy signs as it is. Um, does it make any sense? What about... Um, so there, there are three ways you can contribute. You can pay cash, you can provide machinery like diggers or whatever, or you can, uh, you can supply the fill-in, I suppose, to fill in the pothole. Does it make any sense that if people, you know, want their roads fixed, and as Conor Faulkner said, you know, there's miles and miles, thousands of miles of roads, that they, they think, all right, let's chip in and we'll get this done. But in the UK now, they're talking about tolling foreign registered trucks. 
Yes, I thought that was a clever idea, actually. And we should do it here, because, I mean, you see an awful lot of foreign registered lorries on the road. And, I mean, they are, I mean, they are pounding up the road. I forget the exact figure of what damage a 40-foot does to the infrastructure every year. But they could look at that, putting a toll on foreign registered Actually, we have a text on that saying, Sarah said, I blame a lot of the dodgy roads on, on haulier trucks coming off the Nace Road in my local area. The trucks are too heavy for normal use, says Sarah. Maybe, well, if somebody has a solution on how to raise, uh, there's four and a half billion uh, given to the exchequer from in road tax and petrol, uh, tax on petrol. If where you, does the call go? Where, where, does, that, well, where does that four billion that the motorist contributes in road tax, VAT, excise duty? I mean, for every... every 10 quid that you put into your car, something like 7 euro goes to the government. James, you're on 98 FM. How are you? Not too bad, John. How are you, Kevin? I'm good, thanks. What do you think of good. this, James? Uh, I think it's mad. I mean, we always, you know, everyone always pays, everyone pays road tax, for which I thought um, went towards the roads. I mean, you know, the East Link has been open long enough to pay for whatever roads need to be sorted out for. How long, how long has East Link been, been open for now? But twenty odd years, some of those. It's been open a long, long time, long, yes. long time, yeah. That was, that was only built to take the the charge of what well, to maintain the roads and all that, but that's been open for ages now. And same with the M50 as well. I was I understand the M50 being open and people being charged for that. But um, I mean, I was I was I was always under the impression that our taxes went to repair roads. And well, whatever. they do. Uh, as Connor Falkland from AARO Josh said, he said, you know, we pay between our road tax and the cost of petrol, we pay four and a half billion to yeah. the exchequer for the upkeeps of the road every year. Now, four and a half billion. Um, but apparently, you know, uh, there is a shortfall. There's, a, you know, so. I wonder where all the money's going because I mean, I, I mean, I, I do a lot of driving. I mean, I, I actually sold my my last car there too, well, last week, and I was paying, I was spending about 110 euro on fuel a week. Really? And I, was in, I was in the jeep, and I know how bad the roads are, even in the jeep. But I've gone to a, a BMW now, and I can. And the tax has gone up, and my fuel consumption has gone down. But um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's just mad. But don't use the cars as much. But I know other people who are paying less tax, let's say on commercial vehicles, but spending loads on fuel. I can't imagine with all the all the motors we have in Ireland that uh, that money. How bad are how gone. bad are the roads um, where where well, you are, James, or where you travel? They're not, they're not too bad. I mean, I'm in Dublin. Did I go to Wexford and place like that as well? We actually travel all over the country, but um, it just depends. I mean, the motorways are always very good, but the um, the smaller roads. I mean, I know um, I go to a place in Wexford um, there every month or so, and the roads down that direction are really bad. But again, they're they're back roads. Um, well, yeah, can, can you can you understand then? And if where, where you're driving, text me and tell me what the roads are like. Five two nine eight one. Um, can you understand if the back roads and if uh, you know there, there's maybe ten houses down Little Road, like like through you know a through road in Wicklow or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That people would say, okay, well look, we'll get the digger out. Or do you think it's dangerous for people to be doing that upkeep themselves? No, I mean I think if if the if the road like that, I mean there should be I mean. Um, uh, I mean, if it's like a private estate or some of that, I mean, they wouldn't be expecting the council to pay for that. I mean, I mean, if you get a lot of people together, get the money together and then do it, that makes more sense if you're going to do it privately and don't be complaining about the roads if the council don't do anything about it, you know. Um, but with the likes of main roads going in out of small towns, um, down this, this, for instance, down, down towards Wexford, you know, Castlebridge, those sort of areas, um, I mean, that sort of stuff should be done by the council because, I mean, they get, enough, they get enough money put through. I mean, how much money do we pay on... 
uh, through fuel every every other coast. Well, that's it's, it's it's four and a half on, on road tax on petrol uh, tax yeah. on petrol is four and a half billion. Sure, our petrol costs I think are the highest in Europe. Yeah, it's like thirty percent on top or something or something ridiculous. No, it's a third. We pay on top of on top of fuel and tax from that. Wasn't it's wasn't there another? There, yeah, there was there was there was money put on not the last budget but the budget before. Um, some some some. Some smart fella decided to up the cost of petrol if things aren't bad enough. Um, <clears throat> what about what about James? What would be a good idea, or what could help out? Like, I mean, Sarah said, tolling foreign reg trucks that come into the country would that stop them coming in, or do you think that's a fair enough idea? They're talking about doing it in the UK. Uh, I don't know to be honest because I've never really noticed how many foreign trucks come into the country. Um, uh, I mean, I would have thought that sort of stuff would have to be paid anyway. Uh, I mean, if I go through a toll road over in the UK, I mean, I'd be expected to pay a toll. So there, there are tolls um, already paying for that. Just let me bring Derek in with you here, James. Uh, Derek, yeah. you're a 98 FM. What do you think? How are you doing, John? How yeah, well, you? John, I, I, I'm driving a van the last, I'd say, 10 years, right? Yeah. And the roads are a shambles. But at the same time, John, what I think, you ever heard someone doing two, two, 230 hours community service, right? Yeah. And you have someone else getting locked up in prison for three months or six months. It costs us thousands to send them to prison, to send them through the courts and then to get a, a six-month sentence and the lock themselves, get them out onto the road and get them fixed in the road. I mean, how much would it cost to employ a couple of firemen to get community service go, right, we're on this road today, we're going to fill these potholes as much as we can. We've enough, we've enough wasteland to make hard cars, to make tar, and we create more jobs out of it. Because you'd need more people to create the materials for all. Well, that, that's a, that sounds like a clever idea, but I, ha- I kind of have a visual like of a chain gang like they have in the <laughs> States. But well, look, your chain gang is still working in America, no matter what. I mean, you drive your car, you pay for your tax through America, through the petrol, the pump station, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, if you went in and got 20 euros worth of diesel in your car and you only got actually 1995 of diesel, the five cents can be put towards something, right? Say, say, you know, to put extra extra men on the road to fix the roads. I mean, you would see there's roads getting dug up, Jones, that you don't need to dig up. Well, that's, that's what I was asking. I said, that I, uh, you know, in 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 my opinion, but it could be more complicated than that. Now, Janet agrees with me, and she's in construction. Um, yeah. I, I, there doesn't seem to be joined up thinking because this person digs it up, then no, somebody else well, fills it in. No, what it is is there's too many private companies, Jones, Sierra and all this, and Wallace and all that. Right? They go out, they make a meal out of a pathway, they dig up. 20 metres where there's a pipe in the ground and they have cameras now just for the local to come down the camera and we can dig out a hole 2 metres by 2 metres, fix the bus pipe and fill it back in. These fellows are coming along with theirs and all, digging out 8 metres long by 6 metres wide, blocking the road, filling it in and that same road, 6 months down the line, starts to crumble. What do you think of that? that? What, what, what do you think yeah. of that, uh, James? What Derek is yeah, saying? Yeah, that sounds right. Actually, I mean, I work in Dunleary, and uh, there's a big round about um, see uh, the one going down to Dalkey and uh, Glengarry there, mm. and it's been dug up twice. They put a cycle lane in it. They have to do it a second time now. I think it's probably taken about two months to do it, and it just uh, they should have done this right in the first place. I mean, I know there's. Uh, you see, if it's, it's, it's not properly, well. it's not properly managed. That's the problem. It's yeah, too many people sitting around. Not going political here. It's like the government. Not properly managed. They should be. It's not rock and roll science to dig up a far two meter hole and fix the drain pipe. They go along and dig up paths, and then they put a new pad in, and then it's not right. Then someone comes along with an idea. We put a bicycle lane there. That bicycle lane should have been put there when they were digging for the manhole or whatever. In, 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 the, in the first place, but obviously they're they're subcontracting it out, Derek. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and the problem with subcontracting, the price they're charging is mad money. They're working mad hours right now. The the fellas are doing the job don't get that mad money. They all get cut wages now. The companies get, there's too many companies, there should be one company to do it. There should be a lot of people that are unemployed out there, I know hundreds of people are unemployed out there that can dig a road with their eyes closed and do it perfect. 
And they're sitting at home, scratching at home, doing nothing. But well, they I'm love gonna, a job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask what you think. Stay there for a second, Derek and James. Yes. 53981 is the text number, 185022-9898. We're being asked to pay for roads. It is a new scheme being launched. The government will put in so much money, but basically the community are going to have to come up with the rest to fill the potholes. Is this fair? Is it outrageous? 53981 or 185022-9898. Derek's suggestion is that people who are doing or make people do community service um, who've, who've done some kind of wrongdoing and work them like a chain gang kind of thing or, you know, if people are long-term unemployed, they should be also out fixing the roads. Do you agree, 53981? Where are the, where are the worst stretches of roads, uh, Derek, if, if, if you do a good bit of travelling? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I've, I've gone to Rowe, I've gone to, like, the backs of Kilnock and Clanshock and... Oh, it could be everywhere. I couldn't play them. And I've gone over speed ramps, John, that are like mountains. Like, you have to stop to go over them. And there's these speed ramps where these are no need for where they need to be. Like, you're talking through industrial estate or through Park West or, or up Libby Valley, you're gone. And, and then there's roundabouts that are just flat on the ground. I mean, I live in Crumlin, right? And I've witnessed fire yeah. crashes in the last months, in the last 30 years, fire crashes on a flat roundabout. They've done it three times, and all they've done is painted it and put a thermocallum thing on it, and it keeps crumbling up. Because cars don't use it, they drive through it. It's not a roundabout. And That's that, a waste of money. I don't know what that red stuff that they make the road humps out of is. It's, but it's a, a dirty they put into the time academy. But it just it just breaks up. But listen, uh, Derek and James, very good talking to you. You you no, no, you no, certainly no, no. you certainly won't agree to pay for it, Derek. Not at all, Jesus, no, no. All right, okay. I'll go out filling myself. I'll go out buy the stuff myself and filling myself. Good luck, yeah. All right. I, would, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. If it was right outside my house, I'd fix it. If it's down the road, I won't go near it. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye bye, Derek James. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. Uh, they can find money to repair roads when they want. Uh, for the Phoenix Park a couple of years ago, when Queen Elizabeth and Obama were here, why can't they find them to, uh, the money to fix them now? Why do we always have to pay up? I pay a serious amount of road tax as somebody on Facebook. There's no way on earth I'd be paying more to fix roads, but I already pay to maintain that. I already pay to maintain. Everyone should stop paying road tax until the roads are of a decent standard, says Carl. Yes, but you'd be thrown into figure into prison prison sorry um somebody else says i can't figure out how they can afford the tarmac to put ramps everywhere but can't afford the tarmac to fill in potholes anywhere very good point um hiya joan regarding paying for the upkeep or upgrade of roads do we not already pay road tax and tolls along with a 10k payment to the government when building a house for the upkeep of the roads it's all about a load of bull um says another texter on 53981 okay You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.